Hi, I'm Margaret Cho. You're listening to the Monsters of Talk. I'm here with my co-host. Hello, I am Jim Short. Jim and I had a wonderful conversation with some great guys. Started off here with Fred Armisen talking about our hero, Bob Mould, and Bob Mould came and joined us. So this episode is very layered with lots of different things. Lots of lots of different things. It's like some greats in comedy, some greats in music. We just we just love them. So enjoy. Oh, hey, this is Bob. <laughs> That's really good. Wait, do it, do it. Oh, it's coming. <laughs> he does. Hi. It's so darling. Yeah. I'm trying to work on a Bob Bob Mold impression. It's subtle. It's subtle. Yeah. Um we can talk about uh we could talk about um Grant Grant leaving the band. When Grant left the band, how did you feel? How did you feel when Grant left the band? There's a fair amount of confusion. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. It's so I, subtle. I gotta. I, I'm gonna work on it somewhere. I have to work on my Bob Mold impression. I think when he comes, we're actually speaking to Fred Armisen, and and um, we're waiting for Bob Mold. He's not here yet, so we're, we're just growing up in Minneapolis. Uh, um, we'll wait for it. We'll wait for it to come to me. Hi. Because Hi. he's gonna come, and then and then you can do it together. Yeah. Um. So my name is Fred Armisen. This is what happened. I was hanging out with Bob Mould yesterday, my hero and my friend. Yeah. And then he said, I'm going to go do Margaret Cho's podcast tomorrow at 1230. And I thought, oh, I, I want to go like a groupie. I want to go hang out and watch. Yeah. But here I am holding a microphone anyway. And Margaret, hi. Hi. We hi. know each other. We know each other. I uh, love Bahama Nights, by the way. Thank you. Boy, you're really up on the episodes and I'm stuff. I'm so up on it. But Bahama Nights, it's like, I need to see that band tour. I need to see that band at it, at at one of the like kind of tents that by the tie-dye stands at like a music festival, you know, like yeah. it's sort of the, maybe the, like an acoustic-y tent or like a calypso tent. Yes. Something. Yeah, that's where they belong. Daytime. That's yeah. a daytime band. <laughs> it's like a 2 to 4 p.m. Yeah. 4 p.m. might be a bit late. Yeah. But it's like such a it's such an amazing band. It's it's the right kind of band. It's music with no integrity. It's uh, just a total enjoyment, <laughs> picnic, play. Let it's your like hair a down. pina colada. It's like a daiquiri. Yeah. Um, you know, it's just a kind of very sweet and a lot of dusters. The women yeah. are wearing dusters. And then your hair from the 70s. Yeah. Hominites. Yes. I really miss the hair when, you know, I realized that when I saw you without the hair then, uh, I really missed. Yeah. Yeah. That He was proud of the... Peter's the, hair, the, because it was so, um, it, it was so congruent with the rest of your hair. Yeah. It you fit. Know? It was another, I think they attached a wig to a wig for that one. <laughs> yeah. They, they put a, a wig, wig upon wig. Yeah. They just sort of attached it. It's kind of Kaja Gugu. It was like the drummer from Kaja Gugu. Yeah. But way 70s. So like if you had um, almost, it was like a precursor to a new wave mullet. Yes. But uh, but the sort of West Coast San Francisco version of what that was. Mm -hmm. Remember Kasha Gugu? Yeah, yeah. Of course. Man. They were a really good band. They were. It was one of those things where like some manager told them to get rid of the singer and... But Lamal was very good, and he went on to do yeah. He went on to great things, beautiful music, and he's great. But you got to keep those things together. It's you weird keep it going. You got to, you know, you can't mess with that chemistry when you're starting out. Yeah. Hey, you are you guys doing a tour? Are you going to do another live tour? I don't think so. Not at the, you know, we don't have the time anymore. Like because you're doing so many things. Because you're not only doing that show, you're doing yeah. um, you're the band leader now. Yeah. 
Yeah, Seth Meyers Seth show, Meyers, late, late night. night. Late night, yes. And then more Portlandia. We have to, you know, we shoot and we write so much that yeah. there's not that window to like go out and rehearse for a tour and do a proper tour. So mm-hmm. maybe someday. But yeah. what I've been doing recently is alone presenting episodes of Portlandia. Oh. Like, so last night I was in Santa Ana. Mm-hmm. And I just presented episode eight, showed it on a screen and did a Q&A. Oh, that's great. So it's not as big of a production, but at least it gets me out there. Yes. To meet all these nice people. Well, it's so exciting. I think people really, I, I fall in love with the show because it is so socially, like kind of, um, ac- I don't know, uh, accurate. It is so okay. accurate that oh, it's nice. Thank f- you. frightening. <laughs> like Thank it's you. so, you really look at people. Do you look at people in Portland? Do you look at people all over the world? Do you just look at people where you it's go? It's just in general. Portland's like just the framework for the whole mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. But it's people that we know. You know. Yeah. We all know. <laughs> we all know. And it's um, the, the, the one that the sketch that really got to me was the when you were um, at the party and the men were doing that sort of weird... Uh, I don't know, kind of Victorian or like oh yeah, middle middle ages kind of speech, and then the women were like, "You're rock star, rock star." Like yeah. I really felt physically sick <laughs> because I I really like have been at that party yeah. too many times. What's well, the thing that guys have been doing? Like, hello, sir, good yes. sir, and like there's a lot of that. <laughs> good morrow to you yeah. until we yeah. meet uh, a lot once of this. Again. It's yes. like a sort of. It seems like maybe it started off at a, as a bit somewhere, but then it sort of has become like a real thing. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of it's like a it's like a flourish. Yeah, and um and that's what happens at these parties. You know, you always go as a couple, and then you go, and then you split from your partner. Yeah, and then the men and the women are kind of separate. Yeah, and it's very uh it 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 that's this that's all that happens to the women. It's just you're a rock star, rock star. You gotta rock, rock star, this. Rock star. I've heard rock star so much, so much. <laughs> you know, everyone's a rock star, and the, and the sort of discovery that someone in history was a rock star. Like you know, if you think about Gandhi, he was like a rock star. <laughs> <laughs> you could apply it to anybody, you know? Yeah. They're all rock stars. Yeah. They're rock stars. But, you know, we don't mean to make fun of it in a mean way. It's just a no. thing. It's just like, it's just the language stuff, you know? It's not making fun of it. It's like, you're not making fun of it. You're you're um identifying it. Yeah. And then people are like, oh, it, it's kind of what you do is, like, I feel like what you do is you identify lazy thinking. Sometimes people have like lazy thinking and they'll do like kind of, jokes of of that are kind of ingrained in culture just to repeat them back you yeah, know yeah like this thing that i, I really hate when people go right? <laughs> right 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 that happens a lot yeah like what does it mean it just means agree with me yeah but it's a specific way of the way they're saying it saying it because it yeah. basically means i'm right right yeah. Uh, yes. But it's different from the English sort of right. Because right is That's the English right yeah. in there all, you know, yeah. right? Yeah. Right? It's almost like it's, need, it's needed in it. It's like the you. Yes. It's like saying, you know? Right. Because <laughs> <laughs> you, do, you do an amazing, great British accent. You're oh, very sweet to say that. But really it's, not, it's not easy to do. It's not easy to do because a very... lot of people do it because um, your Ian Rubbish character uh-huh. is so spot on. Thank you. I mean, it truly is because a lot of people do it and they don't, they've got half of it, but they don't have it all the way. Yeah. And I mean, that character is so great anyway. And the music and everything that you did with it is so brilliant. I appreciate it. I, I just have been doing it since I was 15 or 14 Mm -hmm. because I was so into Mick Jones and Joe Mm -hmm. Strummer. Right. That 
all that is is just I have never not done that. Aren't they the best? They're the best. Yeah. They're the best. You know who's great too is Steve, Steve Jones from the Sex Pistols. Oh, he's oh he, he's great. He's he lives perfect. here. Yeah, and he he's got the thickest out of any accent I've ever heard. It's so so thick. When he had the um the uh, the the midday show. Yes. On uh, was it was it on Indie One Hundred One or yes. it was even on One Hundred Just Jonesy's ju- jukebox. Jonesy's yeah. jukebox. Yeah. Was so because that's what is missing from radio that a personality. Yes. Who also plays the music yeah. he wants to play. Oh, it was but that great. is the voice of British rock. That sort of like you know this is uh, I was at Amoeba yesterday and I picked up this um this, oh, this record here. It's the best. I could li- I get hypnotized by it. You know, yeah. Yeah. But speak. you really pulled it up. Margaret's left, but for a minute, but it's just so great. And what city are you from? I'm from Brisbane. I'm actually Australian. Oh, yeah. But I, I, li- I sensed that. That's why I've lived here a long city. time, so I'm sort of unidentifiable. Uh-huh. But I watched so much British TV growing up that yeah. it's, it's in me somewhere. But it's easy to slip into that sort of that sort of thing like that, yeah. you know. But um, where was EastEnders shot? I was that. I'm not sure where. It's in London, right? They, yeah. They, do they produce it in London? Because some, sometimes I don't know. in the UK they shoot in all kinds of yeah locations. Always be like in Yorkshire or something. I like that. seem to remember some kind of Australian connection for that show. I don't know what it was, but something about Australia. But I, maybe I don't know what I'm talking about at all. Bob, I became your opening act. Hey, excellent. I became your support act. I promise you, I was not. I I promise you, I was not trying to to ha- ham it up and and. El- I apologize. I really was going to be a spectator, and she she put a microphone in my hand. It was it was a forcible uh, event. But Margaret, why don't oh, I just yeah. why don't I let him? Why don't I let you you're, guys? You're I'll right. just I'll just watch. So thank you, thank you for having me. Okay. Okay. <laughs> hey, hey. Hello. We we are here now. Well, we have a big. This is a big superstar cast <laughs> of our show. Um, this is a uh, Bob Mould, who we. Are so excited to have you. Hey, thanks for having me. I love you, and um, I listened to your record. Mac McCann gave me "Beauty and Ruin" last night. Oh my gosh! And it's magnificent. Thank you. And it's really, it's so hard and fast, and that really that it's punk. It's a I, punk record. I've done that before. It's beautiful, <laughs> yeah, but it's it a different. Is. It's a phases. Like you go through different kinds of musical phases. You're so dynamic. As a musician and a songwriter, and it's so this this album, I was like, I was really excited. It's so it's so. Um, I mean, I love all of your music, but uh, and the the I mean, the the whole thing is going to be it's it's going to be really a real treat for all your fans. I think so. It's a uh, yeah. It's a, that's a pretty good description of it. It's you know, it's a lot of guitars. It's mm-hmm. all the things that I do with guitars. Yeah, and. You know, I guess thematically, it, it sort of goes through a couple different things, you know, sort of starts with the idea of, you know, a decline and loss, you know, loss of loved ones, mm-hmm. loss of your health, things like that. Yeah. And then, you know, sort of the idea of, 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 of flashing back on your life a little bit and, you know, looking at the looking at who you who you were and who you're trying to become and mm-hmm. the ideas of, you know, sort of conciliation and reckoning, you know, with yourself and then finally getting to the end of the record where the future is a little bit brighter or at least all you have is the future at that point so better make it good it's beautiful (laughs) it's beautiful and it's really it's thrilling um it's got this it's it's a very kind of a punk uh san francisco feeling Mm -hmm. like i i i wonder is it informed by your new residence there or your 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 work there what it what is it what is it 
Well, this is the this is the second record that I've written and recorded while since living in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. I, I moved there almost five years ago, and uh, you know, Silver Age was written there, and a lot of the work was done. But uh, with Beauty and Ruin, it you know really uh, you know more about more about the you know people around me again lost you know i lost my dad last year which mm-hmm. was you know he was the one that sort of brought me the music as a child so you know that was a that was sort of strange being out and partying and having a good time and not really you know dealing with the you know sort of the grief and the yeah so that was you know that was that was where a lot of things started with it uh you know you know as far as san francisco specifically it you know it's a pretty wonderful city a lot of things happen there mm-hmm. a lot of magic can happen there a lot of a lot of misery can happen there yeah <laughs> you, know, it's, you know it's life it's uh it's uh san francisco is a great place it's changing very fast as as uh, you know as i think any of us that r- read the news can see what the tech sector is doing to the city these days it's really there's a almost like a revolution going on there right now because i I moved there in 95 and left about six years ago Mm -hmm. and that was when it was starting do you so you were you saw the first one yeah yeah Mm -hmm. and when and you know you live there Mm -hmm. from there and everything but yeah yeah, it started to where a city that had a cultural identity and and everything has just sort of disappeared a little bit and yes. now it's sort of like it's not as much like we we have our own thing here we have our own radio our own comedy our own music and mm-hmm. everything and yeah. we're informed by a little bit of everything else mm-hmm. now it's sort of like everyone else has come in and it's not about coming here to be an artist or whatever mm-hmm. in in a lot of ways because most yeah. people can't even afford to be there anymore yes and they're leaving and people are really but there's still those like good san francisco cranks yeah who are very angry about it you know yeah there there's well you know san francisco is is a perpetual street theater it is you know and, and you know it's always in progress and it, uh yeah there's you know the, the the new wave of tech people i think you know not unlike other cities that have you know have those kids i think they like college and i think they like the college life you know, I think they're they're more comfortable in dormitories than they are in old Victorian houses. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you know, and I get it. You know, I mean, I was like that too when I was younger. But it's uh, it's sort of shocking to see. You know, it just seems like there's very little regard for the history of the city. Yes. And I think as far as American cities go, there's very few cities that actually have that weight of a history. You know, like New York or or D.C. for better or worse. You know, mm-hmm. San Francisco has always had this. You know, the sort of bohemian. Yeah hippie gay you know all, all that stuff and it, it you know it's changing and we'll see what happens you know i mean mm-hmm. it, it you know it could it could it could all go away in a year it could it could all get crazier in a year but uh it's still a beautiful city and there's amazing people right, and, right. and great culture great food you know great innovation you know which i think we're all grateful for but uh yeah it's a lot of things are in in flux there so it's but who's good do is very popular among the people that my um, father hired to work for him. He, we had a gay bookstore on Polk Street uh-huh. in the 70s and the early 80s. And um, so they were all really super into you. And mm-hmm. they were introducing me to what music I should be listening to. So they played me You and they played me Psychic TV and they played me Throwing Muses. And they were like mm-hmm. trying to educate me. And um, so Husker Du really reminds me of my um younger years. And also a lot of those people are dead now. Mm-hmm. So, you know, because yep. AIDS really tore up the the community of you know like almost every man i knew died Mm -hmm. and then if they didn't die they were taken out by the second wave of crystal meth yes that was the next part of it in the 80s which Uh is really really hard late 80s early 90s and then Mm -hmm. i just i really 
was brokenhearted and I left. But then I kept fo like following you mm -hmm. and um, I saw Sugar so many times. I saw you on your own so many times. I um, I loved your green cardigan phase. Yes. And yep. I, Dep I, depressed in a sweater. I love that. <laughs> I so have a depressed in the sweater bobblehead this year. Gorgeous. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so gorgeous. Do you know like all the indie girls, we were like, we, we were just so in love with you and um, I thought, I'm going to knit him one of those green sweaters. I'm going to knit one for you and Magnapop. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yes. Yes. <laughs> All of Magnapop and Bob are going to get a sweater. Yay. We were, uh, we were always following Liz Winstead around trying to ask her questions about you. Oh, my gosh. And oh, she's so great. <laughs> she's the best. Yeah. Liz, Liz and I, uh, you know, both started in Minneapolis at the same mm -hmm. time. And uh, it was... Uh, I mean, it was a great, uh, a great town, real, uh, really supportive of the arts and of music and, and, and ever, you know, anything, you know, people creative, doing creative stuff, the Walker Arts Center, the Guthrie Theater, the, mm -hmm. they were always very supportive and yeah. First Avenue, 7th Street Entry, all the other, all the other music clubs and yeah, it was great times and, you know, yeah, spent a lot of time with Liz and mm -hmm. I mean, that was, you know, Hooskers and replacements, Soul Asylum. Yeah. And, you know, and also, you know, that was all South Minneapolis. And then you had North Minneapolis, which was Prince and, mm -hmm. you know, Terry and Jimmy and, you know, The Time and yeah. Alexander O'Neill. I mean, just all this great stuff that was, you know, coming out of both parts of many, you know, both parts of Minneapolis. Yes. Yeah. There's an excellent dis uh, display at um, EMP. Is that what it's called? Mm -hmm. In, in mm -hmm. Seattle. Which has a lot of Husker Du stuff, yeah. A lot of a lot of replacement stuff. It's like a whole like kind of wing. It's developed, mm -hmm. and it's really it's really magnificent. It's yeah. a really exciting thing. Well, the, yeah. And speaking of the San Francisco connection in the early days, I remember you know the first time we played Mabue Gardens in '81. You know, mm -hmm. I bet in that ledger book somewhere there's that twelve dollar payoff. You know, so, <laughs> yes. <laughs> so cool. <laughs> and that was good it's for so those cool. days. I think we made more there. That twelve dollars was more than we made in Reno the night before. Yeah. Know, so Mabuhe <laughs> Gardens was rough. It was rough. It was really rough. And you got and but you always got a good spaghetti dinner. Mm -hmm. That was the thing I always liked. And yeah. twelve dollars. And twelve dollars. That's that's yeah. That's making out like a bandit. Yeah. Well, we yeah. They make sure you come back and play two nights later uh -huh. for twelve more dollars. What was it? Was it a club? It was a punk club, and it was on Broadway. Yep. And it was like a. It was. It was also a Filipino restaurant, as well. Mm -hmm. All right. And um, but the Filipino restaurant part wasn't really the. The thing everybody everybody played there, you know, and it was just uh, they you could probably get in if you were underage, mm -hmm. um, probably. Yeah. Sometimes they had all ages shows, not that often, but sometimes, and it was just every um, degenerate kid and weirdo oh that was gosh. around. And that was the that was the you know the bands at the time that was the Dead Kennedys were huge, MDC, Flipper. Mm -hmm. I mean that was the yes. Oh my gosh! So, I mean it was a rough bunch. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It was wild. But did you ever go? Too. Did you ever go over to any of the Eastern Front festivals? Remember, over in it was over in Oakland. Was like was it like once, a, once in the summer? Each summer they would have it outdoors. Oh, would, they had like Rock Against Reagan and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that was like um. They still have that. Yeah, yeah. And those were crazy shows they because crazy. it would you know the mosh pit would go all day and like you know by the you know by the end of the day the all you know it was just worn down and there was like this dust bowl mm -hmm. of dirt from people moshing because they had worn out the ground. It'd be really great. It's so great. You could go out there and see all the East Bay people, uh, like um, the Uptones and all those really old bands, and uh, they're, they're like so. Uh, it, it it's so they they were sort of out of place because that was kind of the beginning of ska, too. Did you ever go to the Vats? No. The, oh my gosh, 
Yeah, where the the that abandoned Ham's Brewery. Oh, it was no. over like by Fifteenth and Petrero. Oh my goodness, no, yeah. no, no. Yeah, and it would all be like it was all like squatters, and I think it was hippies that got displaced by punkers, right? And it was just wild over there. Mm-hmm. That was that was really really crazy. I mean, it was like a total like this huge five story factory, and everybody just slept in these vats, you no, know, in wow. brewery rooms. Yeah, it was crazy. That's incredible. Yeah. That's really. Incredible. I think it was like one power outlet in the whole thing. <laughs> it's like that kind of thing. It yeah. Was very, yeah. Very wild. It almost sounds like Barrington Hall. Um, it's a, which was a, uh, I guess it was not like a dorm or it was sort of in between a dorm and a frat in Berkeley at use, at, 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 at Cal mm. there. And they, um, they always had like crazy punk shows and, you know, they would just put like acid in the punch, you know, like they would just mm-hmm. dr- dose people and drug people. We wouldn't even know. Yep. It was like really strange, but it was very, uh, lawless. Wow. It's an exciting time. Mm hmm. Well, I'm glad you're back there, and it's different now. Yeah. It's different now, but it's like you're not really back there for much longer. You're all over the world. You're going to take this. I mean, you've been touring nonstop since the last time I saw you. You were yeah. touring, too. Yeah, we put out Silver Age in September of 2012, and we toured pretty regularly for about 13 months. Mm-hmm. And then October of 2013, we started Beauty and Ruin, spent yeah. a couple months working on that. And, uh, yeah, the new record comes out June 3rd, and... I'm going to be doing a lot of traveling before that to promote the record, get, yes. it, get it ready. And then we start doing some festivals in the summer. And then in September, we really, that's the big touring starts. Yeah. You know, North yeah. America. And then I think we go to Europe and then South America. Then I think we go to Australia. And, and then it's like Valentine's Day 2015 or something. Yeah. Busy. So, yeah. <laughs> I'm hoping to join you at the Merge Festival. Yay. I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to really, um, I'm going to really try to make it because I really want to come and I want to see you. And I'm going to want I really want to come to Sasquatch too. Yeah. So that would be really great to, to see you there. That's going to be fun. There's a lot of good bands on that. And, that, and it's so picturesque and beautiful. Yeah. And it's a great weekend. It's a really great weekend. And now, are you here this week to go to, are you going to Coachella? Uh, this, I have gone to Coachella nine of the last 10 years and mm-hmm. I'm not going this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, just taking a break from it. I have yeah. a lot of festivals coming up in the fall. So I'm like, I'll, I'll get to see everybody that's playing Coachella yeah. mm-hmm. in the sometime in September. Yeah. So. so it's busy, but it's busy cause it's like, um, cause I was with, um, your band, uh, yes. Jason and John last yeah. night who, uh, we, they're also in super chunk. And so we did wits with them and you're going to do that. Yeah. In, in pretty soon. Yeah. I'm going to do, I'm going to do wits in early June and the, and I'm, I'm going to pass through the twin cities and, and stop in and play some songs. And I guess they do. What is the format? It's what it's, it's like a, a radio play. Okay. And then a bit of a game show. Uh huh. And then you'll, uh, play music too. And then, um, you know, last night, uh, we, we, we were just talking about, um, the different certain things like, and we were talking about you, so you have to listen to last night. Okay. Get name checked and it's great. Hey. And, um, yeah, like, can, we, we, can we ask about that story? Oh, oh. Should we ask about that story? Oh, yeah, yes, yes. Uh-oh. Yeah, you do that. You take ask. on it? Uh-oh. Jason told us a great story. Okay. It was like, it was like untold mold. Yes. Confidential story. All right. Bob, all right. <laughs> And he talked about when you guys played um, in somewhere in South America. What was it in Sao Paulo? Sao Paulo, yes. And some young lad in the front was was oh the, oh yeah the yeah yeah yeah, yeah. And the story was really fantastic. Yeah, so we we were playing at a place uh, like a I think it was like a cultural hall, and there was probably about six hundred people, and we were doing two nights in Sao Paulo, and this was last October, and uh, young fellow in a Ramones T-shirt right in front of me the whole time holding his 
smartphone up and recording the show. And I'm like, okay, surely this is his favorite song, this first song. Surely this fifth song is his end of his favorite songs. And, <laughs> and it kept going and going. And then I finally, I just stopped and I was very nice. I said, listen, I said, could you please stop with the phone? And he started to pull it down. I said, okay, let me tell you a little story. You know, when I was 18 years old and I was, you know, had my fake ID in Minneapolis, Minnesota, you know, going to the Longhorn, which was a, which was a steakhouse mm -hmm. slash punk rock club, mm -hmm. similar to the, you know, similar to Mabuhe. And I got there very early, got right in the front row and stood there for the entire opening act, Gang of Four. Mm-hmm. So that I could be front and center to watch my favorite band, the Buzzcocks. Mm -hmm. And I just stood there all night just watching everything that Pete Shelley was playing. And it was to the point to where he was getting such a kick out of it that he would lean down during Steve Diggle's solos and like yell out chord changes at me. <laughs> so I told this kid in the crowd this story. And I said, you know, I said, the best memories you're going to have of this show is if you put the phone away and actually watch what's happening. Mm. And the crowd cheered and the kid was like, I'm so sorry. And I sort of patted him and then the show went on. And then, you know, he came back the next night, same spot, no phone ever. You know, and I was just like, okay, you know, it's just, it's, it's those kinds of things where to really be in the moment, you have to get out of the technology for just a minute, you know, mm -hmm. and, and, and it's, you know, I mean, it's a little weird as a, you know, I mean, any of us who get on a stage when that's all you see when you look yeah. out yeah, and it's just so sort of like, I want to see your eyes cause you're looking right. at my eyes and if we don't connect, you won't really remember this. Yeah. So. Yeah. I think it's great. Yeah, it's just a bit of, yeah, that was a very funny. Yeah, he said it was great. But he said the kid showed up the next night. Where? With a t-shirt. Oh, with the, oh, he had the Buzzcocks t-shirt, yeah. 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 It's so cute. <laughs> he learned the lesson. He, he that's right, thanks the for the, I forget. He absorbed the lesson. Yeah. And I mean, I think that's a really important thing. I, I can't tolerate it. Like, if people are texting or something, or taking pictures of me, or recording during a performance, I, I can't, I can't stand it. I have to, I, if the light's, are on their face and I can see the the, the glow. I mm -hmm. really go after it because yeah. it was a different thing, you know. So if, if I'm not playing music, I think if I'm playing music, it's a little bit like such a sort of a treat for me that it's okay for them to film it. But if I'm talking, it's like a really distracting yeah. thing. I I do a thing because I'm I'm getting older and I want to remember everything when I'm really old. And when I go to a show that I love, like whatever the popular song where everybody's doing it, I'll hold my phone up for ten seconds of video and then i just put it away and that's it mm -hmm, mm -hmm. just so that when i go home and you know 20 years later if i still have that hard drive with all that yeah. stuff on it i'll go oh my gosh tame impala i remember that show oh, yeah. you know or whatever so it's just just a quick snippet and then it's done yeah so, so i i get it if you do it for 10 seconds but not for a whole show not for the whole show yeah it's so weird it's really weird and then but some people can't um seem to focus unless they have that something in between them and the the act of what's happening it's weird. It's so crazy. It's really crazy. Mm. But it's it's something that we have to learn with. I, I I guess with what's so exciting about your music is that you consistently get younger and younger fans. Like as you um work and, and continue to put out stuff, it's it's like you you regenerate, you're creating youth within yourself and drawing youth. Mm -hmm. And that's really powerful. 
Yeah, it's uh, it's really expensive paying them all to come too. <laughs> so no, I no just they love you. It's really amazing, it's you know. No, it's, and that, so you become very ageless. It's it's really great. I mean, I'm always grateful when uh, you know when younger folks show up and they're you know, I it, my favorite thing is when uh, when younger folks show up with their parents. Oh, it's beautiful. It's amazing. And then here's a good one that I I know I I this is a this is a good story is. Uh, we, uh, Jason and John and I were on tour, uh, last summer and we played at Beachland Ballroom in Cleveland. Mm-hmm. And we went and we, you know, it's a neighborhood where there's the club and then there's a street that has like a record store, an art gallery, a coffee shop, and then that's it. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's surrounded by Cleveland after that. Uh, I was leaving Soundcheck to go down to the record store and it was like a half a block and I got maybe 20 steps. And this, uh, this couple close to my age, maybe 50, 55, maybe stopped me and said, are you Bob? And I looked up and I was like, I re- I sort of recognized the gentleman's face. Mm-hmm. And I said, I am. What's your name? He goes, I'm Dylan Baldy's dad, but Dylan from cloud nothings. Uh-huh. Oh. <laughs> he goes, he goes, yeah. And this is my wife. Dylan's our kid and we love your music. And I was just like, oh my gosh, that's great. So I like stopped and we talked for a while. And it was, I, I love Cloud Nothings. So yeah. it was just like, so it's just perfect. So that, yeah. that's like a, 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 you know, a really wild version of that, you know, almost in reverse where, yeah. you know, I think they probably maybe played my music for him at mm-hmm. some point, but then they come to the show. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah. Wow. It's really beautiful. And like yeah. at your tribute where we all played and, you know, to see kids like no age. Mm-hmm. There, yeah, so cute, yeah, yeah. You know, and you had of us from sort of diff- different generations. You had um, me, little older, and then younger than me would be like the hold steady, mm-hmm. and then you know maybe but maybe about my age would be like Dave Grohl, yep. like those guys, and that. I mean, it was very that night was so magical, and Ryan Adams was mm-hmm. incredible. Yeah, um, he was so. Uh, I I I, th- I thought like you you sort of have some expectations when you see him that that he's going to do him but he was he he was doing you which was mm-hmm. really magnificent yeah yeah it was that was a great night and and it was like you said a really you know broad range of people from you know for you know from newer folks to to people that i have you know different connections with you know mm-hmm. whether you know with craig and the time that he spent in minneapolis with yes. with lifter puller and yes yeah it's uh yeah, it was that was that was really great. But yeah, always grateful when uh, when the new new folks come in because that's mm-hmm. that's uh, that's so that's what keeps it keeps it it keeps it exciting for me because mm-hmm. I because I know it's really fresh for them and yeah yeah and I think it's I think it's great for I think it's great for the longtime fans too when they see you know when the, when there's a mix of people in the crowd it's really great. Mm-hmm. It's really great. And then that actually that night is available on DVD now. Yeah, that's a it's a movie. So people can watch it. It's a really, it was a really special, special, incredible event. Mm-hmm. And, and so, um, I hope that you make a DVD. Uh, I want to see, did you make a DVD of the Copper Blue tour or the other, the other, like, did you do a, uh, Black Sheets of Rain tour or uh, a, uh, uh, well, we did, uh, in, you know, before Silver Age came out in, in September 2012, we, uh, merge reissued, uh, the Sugar Records. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, some of the dates, some of the early dates on the tour, we were playing all of Copper Blue start to finish. Yeah. We did record one show. We did audio video recording of a show in Brussels, Belgium. And I think it was in July of 2012. And uh, it's just sitting on my hard drive. 
free now. I guess maybe we'll do something with it someday. But I think that would be a great that would be a great DVD. Yeah, and then and then we just had the workbook reissue too, and yeah. uh, you know, in late February of this year. Yeah, you know, it was a few months ago, and uh, we didn't record any of those shows, which I'm sort of sad about. But uh, those were fun. I went out with Jason mm-hmm. playing bass and guitar, and uh, Allison Chesley, who's a you know, wonderful cellist and mm-hmm. Jason and Allison worked together for many years and, yeah. and, uh, we all played shows together a lot in the nineties, a lot of acoustic shows. So, so it was really great to do that as well. You're so, doing yeah. so many things. Yeah. Yeah. The book, the book, the tribute, the reissues, the two new records, that's all like in the last three years. I know, I know. Are you doing any more wrestling stuff? Um, not professional wrestling. No, it's um, apartment house, apartment wrestling. Remember yeah. that in the <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, I don't do that. It's like very. <laughs> I mean, that's the exciting thing too is that you can like what I loved about your book is that you can live so many lifetimes in one life. <sighs> yeah, and that's powerful. Yeah, the pro wrestling thing was crazy. It uh, that that was a, uh, that was one of those things where you know some kids really are into you know when they grow up they're into baseball or they're into collecting comics. My thing was pro wrestling mm-hmm. and. Uh, you know, I, in uh, in the fall of 1999, I, uh, a friend of mine named Gary Juster was working uh, at World Championship Wrestling in in uh, Atlanta. Mm-hmm. You know, the uh, not WWE, but the at the at the time the uh, the competitor. Yeah. And uh, they had a spot open up on the creative team to come in and do writing and character development and storylines and production stuff. So. I did that for seven months. So, you know, that was like a dream come true. And yeah. also learned a lot about t- how TV works. So mm-hmm. that was that was cool. And also learned a lot about how crazy pro wrestling is. I know. I mean, it looks crazy. It's like almost like the circus. It is. Total mm-hmm. circus. It's, it's all, it's it's like, you know, it's like Cirque du Soleil kind of yeah. mixed with Shakespeare. You yeah. Know, it's the mor- the mora- yeah, yeah. It's like the morality play, you know. Exactly. It's, 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 it's always you stole my wife, you stole my cow you stole my car you stole my belt you did something you know mm-hmm. i need to get revenge and all these ways to thwart the the payoff as mm-hmm. long as you can you know yeah. kind of yeah there's all that and then the uh, dj stuff yeah too. dj stuff uh i i started uh started djing in early 2003 i, I was living in washington dc at the time and mm-hmm. i had uh, very few friends so i wanted to figured the best way to make friends was to start a party got together with a friend of mine named rich morell who's a electronic musician and sort of created this little party called blow off that that uh we did for 11 years it mm-hmm. was a really really great time yeah met a lot of great folks you know connected with the bear community which i didn't know i was part of until i sort of fell into it uh, that's cute. And, uh, yeah so that was it was a really that was a really a really great part of my life and I, I still do a little bit of djing i'm doing more more like punk rock and rock djing these days mm-hmm. which is which is a little a little little different and, and, and real fun so yeah that's that's great it keeps me interested in music which mm-hmm. i think as any of us get older with the, with our work sometimes we we just sort of stay in our own safety zone and mm-hmm. you know that that you know having to listen to new music all the time and keep you know keep up on everything that's happening you know yeah. if you're going to dj you need to know so it's a it's that's a great uh, a, a great byproduct you know mm-hmm. or a great a great result for mm-hmm. me is to to stay active and current with music. So. That's wonderful. Yeah. Now I want to see if have you listened to enough where you can do the do Bob now? Oh think, my gosh. Um, I have to work on it somewhere. I need more time with it. Do you need more time? I've been working on an impression of you. Oh, oh my gosh. Oh. It's just cowboy chords. 
It's oh, it's just, you it's just, just did that. It's just, it's just cowboy chords. <laughs> yeah, Minneapolis. Um, <laughs> is that the greatest tribute to have someone sit in front of? That you was incredible. And do the, is that, the, is that almost there? Yeah, it was good. Yeah, yeah, yeah that was great. You know. Maybe ask some questions. Maybe maybe Bob asks you. Make Bob ask Bob questions. Bob on Bob. Yeah, Bob on Bob. Okay, this is the real Bob. Uh, this is the real Bob, too. Um, oh. <laughs> <laughs> which one's which? Hang on. Um, what kind of chords do you, did we use for, for sugar, mostly? Uh, mostly cowboy chords. And, and, and for those of you who don't, don't play guitar and don't know, it's if you buy those Mel Bay, learn how to play guitar. They're open. Yeah, they're, real yeah, they're all open. They're, they're real easy. Yeah. Real easy, yeah. Some people, some people make it way di- more difficult than it yeah, should be. Than they have <laughs> Don't go no. above the third fret. No. no. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, what, that was incredible. What Bob and I are joking about here is. <laughs> so, <laughs> have you ever had an imper- I've never seen an impersonation of you. Before. No, no, that was. <laughs> it's the more physical to show you, but like it's the sweetest thing. And but when he when he laughs, he he <laughs> shrinks down a little bit, like. <laughs> is it silent a silent laugh it's just yeah a little bit yeah it's like a little yeah. I don't know. <laughs> it's great it's like, it's thank like you for that kind of that like was a, really a little sweet. squeeze of joy yeah. like so cute yeah. i love it oh, thanks. Like yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's great it's really great oh my gosh <laughs> amazing is bob gonna end up on maybe on portlandia I we did this. Remember the final Ian Rubbish um, sketch on SNL where I had like all my friends come on and play. I really wanted Bob to do it, but you were away. I think it was in Europe. I think you were in London. Yeah, it was it London, Europe? I didn't mean like London, Europe. I mean like it was either somewhere in Europe or it was London or London, but, Ontario. But absolutely, yeah, you've got to do <laughs> Portlandia. You have to. You're, you're no, I'd love to. I'd love to. I love the yeah. show. It's just yeah, whatever you think is good. Yeah. You, well, yeah you, we now you know my. What I'm, yeah, yeah, you yeah, know, cowboy my chords, ceiling. cowboy, co- yeah, cowboy chords. <laughs> well, that's what we were talking about before. Is how great, um, that that same episode of Bahama Nights with Jeff Tweedy, Jeff Tweedy, and we oh. like spent a bit of time with Jeff last year on uh, on the Bob Dylan tour, and um, he's such a cool guy. Oh, he's and great. hilariously funny. But that sketch was so great. Thanks. You know, the, I'm, I'm going to go back to the cowboy chords reference. Okay. What What happened was, I grew up on Who's Do like hardcore. And so we would learn, my friends and I would learn the songs and I overcomplicated them. I made them so ornate <laughs> and difficult. And then when I finally met Bob and I was like, well, how do you do, um, I think was it divided? Maybe it was divided and conquer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I had this complicated version and he was just like, no, no, it's just DC. You know? And he's just like, he, it, 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 I overthought it. So I was, it's so funny how you think something, it's always the most simple route that you, you should take. So right. So right. Just like how I think what you're doing when you're doing your impression of Bob is that you're moving your voice to the back of your mouth. You're moving your voice to the, he's kind yeah. of quiet, but, but in the, he's thinking about it. <laughs> it's in, it's the, it, he's thinking about it. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I haven't been there for a long time, so you know, I mean, it's there, but it's not really, you know, I don't. It's not in the front of my mind, you know. But my, my voice is in the back of my throat. 
<laughs> that's that's great. <laughs> I'm doing you doing. It's like I had to. I can't do it this way. I had to do it this way. Like I had to yeah, go from Bob yeah, to yeah. you to me. So it was like now you know it takes it takes a bit. It's because it's not an easy. It's very subtle. It's back. It's back. Um, it's back here. It's it, but it's very modest. <laughs> It's modest, <laughs> but yet with a with a lot of gravity. Oh my gosh, <laughs> that's too much. <laughs> it's so cute. You guys are so cute. Well, thank you so much. The album oh "Beauty and Ruin" comes out June third. You will be playing uh, all over the world. Um, everybody's got to come see you. Um, I will be there at Merge Twenty Five in uh, North Carolina. Uh, I think um, this album is so exciting. And I'm really, I'm really thrilled that your fans are like gonna hear. They're just gonna go crazy. I mean, we're gonna freak out. I think it's gonna be okay. I think it's yeah. gonna be good. People yeah. say the early reports are good, so I'm, I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic about this one. It's really, it's, it's powerful, and Thanks. it's, it's really exciting. And I think, you know, I, I just, I, I can just see how, how exciting this is gonna be for so many people, and. Um, where can people find out about all of your stuff? Like you, do you? You're on Twitter. Yeah, yep. Uh, uh, Bob Mold Music. Uh, so B O B M O U L D Music. Uh, that's both Facebook and Twitter. Mm-hmm. Uh, BobMold.com is everything. That's where you can shop. Yeah. And l- read and link to everything else. Yeah. Uh, so that's the main places. Yeah. That's great. That's, that's great. The, great. Thank you so much. Thank and you. thank you. Thank you, Fred. Fred, where can people find out about you? What are you doing? Uh, same thing. Bob Mold site. It's all there. <laughs> uh. um, I just want to leave it with BobMold.com. I think that's just like that's the best. That, yeah. That's it. Yeah. We should now. Now we have to make a video where we're all doing Bob Mold. We'll we, do we, that. Every, I think people should. Oh, my gosh. You know? People should do their Bob. Uh, impression and start uh, tweeting them in or Instagramming them and oh that'd be yes, awesome yeah we'll do like yeah. vines and like Instagram things to get get people doing it and then uh, we got to get Jason and John to do theirs oh my got gosh good ones, good yeah. ones in there there should be musical ones as well there should be some like people doing some of the music for impressions of Bob yeah, yeah and you can't ha, ha. You know that. <laughs> <laughs> that, so that's got to be in there too that sort the sort of no lyrics. And then, you know, because you, you, I feel like you do phrases and then you'll just. Yeah, do the solo. Yeah, that's usually the guitar solo that I can't play anymore because I forgot it. <laughs> so I do that thing with my voice. It's like, and people, why do you do that? It's beautiful. So, no, it'd be great. It'd be it's great. I, I always enjoy watching people do stuff. With, we love cool. it. Well, thank you so much, Bob Mold. Thank, thank you, you so Margaret. much, Fred Armisen. Thanks, Fred. That was our great conversation with the amazing, incredible Bob Mold and Fred Armisen. Aren't they great? That was great because Fred came by just because he's a big fan, mm-hmm. just wanted to be a part of it. Yeah. Just to watch. Yeah. Which is cool. So we're yeah. getting that kind of level of people wanting to drop in and watch. Yeah. Fred because, is so funny. Yeah. And so such a, he's such a rock and roll guy. Mm-hmm. Like he just loves music yeah. so much. Yeah. He, he loves it all and he, and he plays music. Yes. And um, he's done some great musical stuff too. So it was great. Yeah. But you could just tell. The, he just sat there like the biggest fan in the world watching Bob. Yeah. And just listen to the stories like, like, like anybody would when you're yeah. hearing your, your, somebody that you love tell this, their stories and everything like that. Yeah. So that was kind of cool to see that. It was really, really cool. So we had a great time with them. I hope you did too. Um, you can tweet us. You can tweet me at Margaret Cho. Where can they tweet you? At Jimmy Shelter. 
you can tweet both of us at Monsters of Talk. We are every Monday on SoundCloud.com. Um, you can listen to us on iTunes. You can subscribe on iTunes. And uh, they should people should write us up some reviews. Give us a nice little uh, little write up on the on the iTunes. Give us a couple of stars. Yeah. Be nice about it. Yeah. No, uh, no silliness. But we we would love that. We would appreciate that. We're trying to build our audience because I mean, who wouldn't want to listen to the show? It's really phenomenal. Yeah. You know, with our friends hanging out. It's really it's pretty amazing. We also have a YouTube channel. YouTube.com slash monsters of talk. Where we have lots of great videos, lots of great, great stuff, additional content. We love our listeners. And we will talk to you next time.